On this week's AV Social, we talk about crisis management. From developing pandemics to major failings of CEOs, nearly every organization will be impacted by a crisis at some point in their existence. We'll talk with professionals about how to navigate those troubled waters, how they were able to help companies recover, and what happens when you can't. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Social, episode 56. Good AV is contagious. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Kramer. AV Beyond the Box. And by Sure. Sound extraordinary. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's AV Social. From developing pandemics to major failings of CEOs, nearly every organization will be impacted by a crisis at some point in their existence. On today's AV Social, we'll talk with excuse me, professionals about how to navigate those troubled waters and how they were able to help companies recover and what happens when you can't. And I'm Kelly Perkins, here with my co-host, Don Mead. Hey, Kelly. And we are joined today by two special guests. With us today are Alex Crabb from Caster Communications. Hi, Alex. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. And one of our frequent guests, we love having her, Abby Wolf from Corey's AVs with us. Hi, Abby. Uh, Hi. Good. Good. How are y'all? Very good. Very good. So to get us started. Coronavirus. Yeah, I was going to say, to get us started, we're all, we're all very concerned and, you know, working at home or wearing our face masks about the coronavirus and everything going on. But that's not the only thing that can happen with a company that causes us to have emergencies or, or um, you know, troubled waters, as, as Kelly said in the introduction there. So um, for Abby and Alex, what, what are some of the first steps, the triage steps, when a crisis first presents itself? that we can use to reduce the overall impact. I mean, this is obviously isn't something you can plan for specifics because that's what makes it an emergency. You don't know what's gonna happen. But are, are there some first steps or some important triage steps that you can take? I definitely think there are. Um, I think before the crisis ever hits your door, while you can never make up some of the things that kind of you walk into. Um, there are some scenarios that companies can kind of plan out, like what is the worst thing that can happen in these five scenarios or whatever. Uh, we have a list that's like, you know, somebody hits somebody in a parking lot, or we accidentally burned down a building, or, you know, all of these different scenarios that we might be able to come up with um, is where we start building those communication plans in advance so that maybe we can line up whatever emergency we're having with one of those plans. But I think the first step when it actually does come to your door is collecting a very small team of folks that absolutely need to know what's going on first um, because no one wants to create a plan in a vacuum and that's where plans can go really awry really quickly. So for us, that's our first step. Um, and then learning all the details of that is the next. Not jumping to conclusions. Yeah, yeah I would say definitely. Um, I, I mean, I come from the agency side. So I'm always, uh, you know, an outside perspective for my clients. But I am often the first person to see 
the thing happen, whatever it is, if it's a, you know, as minor as a really bad product review or as that big as a, you know, a big hack or something that comes out. So I would say don't waste any time. Um, make sure you act quickly. Like um, Abby said, get the right people together in a room who can start to look at the plans you have and see um, if you have one, then use it or build off of it. Um, and if you don't, then you guys need to get together in a small group and start coming up with that, that plan. And so we always put, um, so our, our account teams are broken up and we might have two or three or four people on an account but we put extra people on the account to start monitoring. So we get like a 24 hour monitoring system going. So people are monitoring, monitoring media, inbound requests, um, social media, you know, customer questions and things like that um, because things can get pretty intense quickly and we want to make sure we have the right resources available to capture all of that stuff um, while everyone else is acting quickly on the response. Right. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things that you can't always predict what's going to happen. Um, Ab Abby mentioned, you know, what happens, it, it doesn't have to be on a global scale either. Like Abby mentioned, what happens if someone in one of our vans hits somebody in a parking lot? What happens if, uh, I know Corey's AV is in California, what happens if there's an earthquake? If you're in Florida, what happens if a hurricane were to hit our offices or were to hit our customer sites? Um, you know, so but you have to not just think globally but locally as well it's not always in our control though obviously acts of god pandemics weather that sort of thing but sometimes there are situations that go beyond our control and we've seen some of these over the past year or so like tariffs like new restrictions of who we can do business with you know that sort of thing so when it comes to situations like this that are completely out of your control government shutting down events um, how, how do you handle the communication aspect when this sort of thing happens? I think that whenever that sort of thing happens, you have to kind of know where your company stands in taking care of its employees, where what's important to your company as far as, you know, just the well-being of everybody involved. And from there, it becomes easier to dictate what your plan is as a company. Uh, for example, our company is, we're very open to keeping everybody at home during the coronavirus scare. We're very open to, especially those who might have lower immune systems or uh, might be compromised in some way due to age or pregnancy or whatever that might be. Uh, we're just like, take care of yourself because that's the most important thing um, that we can offer anyone. That's that's a part of our, our whole brand is to take care of ourselves and take care of our clients. So. I think it all depends on what's most important to your company and then coming up with your own plan um, in order to make that happen. Yeah, and then and then getting aligned on on your statements. So there's, you know, internal statements to your employees and your staff and your board and your shareholders and then making sure that you're being consistent with your communication across. I mean, there might be different messages but you want to make sure you're you're not muddying the waters or, or opening up the opportunity for more confusion so getting your statements internal and external um having external statements for the media your customers um and as much as you can um 
you know, FAQs so sort of coming up with, we, we always help our clients come up and we do this proactively before there are crises, but then they always come up with things that we didn't think of when a crisis hits, but coming up with the FAQs, the things that people are going to ask that are going to be tough that we need to prep answers for. Um, and we, you know, you just have to try and do it as quickly as possible when something happens. But like with the recent coronavirus stuff, I wouldn't say, I mean, it definitely could be crisis level. It isn't um, that yet for any of my clients. I know that it's definitely affecting, or, or our company, definitely affecting all of us, and we're all trying to prepare for it. So even personally in our office, we're, you know, we're prepping everyone to be able to work from home if they have to for a long period of time. Um, I'm in Rhode Island, so it's, it's, there's a couple cases here, but it hasn't really spread around uh, the East Coast as much yet. I, I think it's, you know, probably coming our way more. But, um, but just with like all the events that have been shutting down, um, we had a really big launch at GDC um, Game Developer Conference that was planned for, and that event got canceled or postponed, but we don't know when it's postponed to. And so it was, it was pretty much the same thing, just getting everyone in the room to act on it quickly. So getting us all together and deciding what are we going to do? Are we going to turn some of these presentations into webcasts? What's, how does this change our launch plan? Um, you know, what are the actionable things we need to, to do from here? Um, and I think it's, it's tricky because right now there's a lot of events that haven't canceled yet, but a lot of people's companies aren't letting them go to them. So how do you maintain relationships with those event organizers and not really, you know, not upset them, but also we can't send somebody. So how do we work with you on that? If, if it's, so it's, we're trying to be creative. We're trying to come up with, um, you know, recorded presentations or offer virtual presentations when possible. Um, but there's a lot of that happening in real time. And I think it's the same thing you do when it's a really bad crisis. You just all kind of have to get in the room, talk about it together, and then, and then come up with what your statements are for external and internal. Right. Kelly, do you have any different perspective being a consultant? I know Alex is with an agency and Abby is with an integrator. Well, is there at this, a similar take? I guess at this point I haven't, thank goodness, had to deal with any hardcore crisis in that, um, in, in that aspect. But I mean, you know, I could, I could think of a couple times in the past, and I think just echoing what these guys have said is, you know, act fast, you know, make a decision make a decision that everybody can at least for the most part agree on and make sure the messaging is consistent, whether it's to your customers or internal or, you know, partners and suppliers, just make sure that you're all saying the same thing to, so that, you know, the waters aren't muddied and that everybody's on the same page. Right. Well, I think, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I've, oh, go ahead. I'm on the flip side of that in the case that in the places I've worked, I've had to deal with it quite a bit. And usually it's in like a legal, a legal nature or something that's pretty serious. Um, and I have found that this formula has really helped in, in kind of creating advocates within your employees, but then also setting parameters. So like step one, get your little group together. Step two, come up with your message. Step three, arm your employees with that message, but set your parameters on who does the speaking for the organization in informal fashions, like with the media 
or with um, influencers or with your clients. Um, but arm your employees with enough information so that it seems like we're being transparent enough um, and then kind of share that response with the media first after the, after the employees have been able to receive that information and then follow through with clients, follow through with stakeholders and all of that, and then make sure that you learn from it after it's over and that it never happens again. And, and I, I wrote that down for the first time after kind of repeating that process so many times. And, and it really has been the formula that's worked for most of the crises that I've had crises that I've had to deal with. <laughs> Is that even a yeah. word? I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, um, I think that the one thing I would add to that, I, I definitely agree. We've had lots of them here over the years. And um, the other thing I would say is there are definitely some things that are completely out of your control, like coronavirus or, you know, a, a, an earthquake or something. But if they are something that if you made a mistake, own up to it and apologize for it and, and talk about what are the actions you're going to take to make sure that doesn't happen again. So that's one thing I coach my clients and the CEOs of those companies on a lot is don't skirt around it. Don't, um, you know, try to ignore it, own up to it, say what happened um, without giving away too much information. You don't have to talk forever, but just apologize and then talk about what you're going to do to make sure that doesn't happen again. And I think I'm the only end user with us today, but um, one thing that I think integrators, consultants, um, you know, uh, agencies, and other end users need to be aware of is you're not necessarily the only ones that are encountering a crisis, uh, you know, aside from if your company happens to hit something in a parking lot or, you know, company specific crises, you know, but something on a larger scale, an earthquake, um, a government issue, a coronavirus, whatever, um, you know, there are other companies that are, that are you do business with that are going to have plans as well. I know my own company is worldwide. We have lots of business overseas. We also have lots of locations overseas. And we've had some command media come down that says, all right, travel to these countries isn't happening. Travel to these companies is only happening with your program approval and with the approval of a vice president. You know, um, any, anybody from a, a, an AV integrator to an electrician to a client coming into any of our sites during this current health issue has to fill out paperwork or has to be subject to some screening. I mean, you know, you know work at home um, plans are in place. And there, there's this whole tier of, of information that my company as an end user is doing that would impact the integrators that we're working with, the consultants that we're working with, whoever that we're working with. On top of that, as an internal representative for our AV integrators for, our, you know, since I'm like the internal consultant, I've actually had to go to some of my clients at sites and say, look, you know, I know we have this project and this is our deadline on the project, but I also know within the industry, a lot of our integrators are facing slowdowns because of supply chain issues as a result of a few months ago, the new tariffs, you know, past few weeks, the coronavirus, you know, what have you. And so I, I kind of forewarn my clients internally that there may be delays or there may be issues that they're facing that, you know, 
your, your, your salesperson might not want to go in there doom and gloom and saying, we can't make your deadline. But sometimes it's not just, you can't make our deadline. It's the world can't make our deadline at this point. Right. So, you know, being able to share both directions, you know, your clients' responses to certain situations, as well as your responses, I guess. Mm-hmm. Something to keep in mind. Makes sense? We're, uh, we're trying to, I mean, we're even trying to um, counsel clients right now through how we manage a, a launch or something, because it's not the same as like a month ago doing a launch. Media are totally focused on coronavirus. Even, I mean, even AV press are writing a lot about it. It's not just, you know, the, the big like mainstream media. There's everyone is writing about the impacts on different industries and we're talking about it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's hard to, um, you can't just launch a new product and expect to get the same kind of pickup. There has to be some like strategy around, you know, some of our clients were recommending we would postpone a launch or, um, some of them were talking about how do we, you know, what is our message or what is our angle in this current state of affairs? And, and some of them do have interesting stories to tell that, you know, about how they can help during this time. But there's, it's, it's changed a lot of things. There's the, you know, the trade shows have changed, um, speaking ops, a lot of the stuff that we do for our clients that we're, um, you know, that we're judged on at the end of the day, we're having to change and, um, and pivot and, and still try and keep them getting, you know, some good media coverage, but it, it is, it is a lot harder. So it's not like a crisis, but it's, it's a, it's just a strategic pivot totally. Right. And, and, and that's something I think we've covered on this show in the past on some of, unfortunately, on some of our marketing fail shows, um, you know, people not adjusting or pivoting their messages when a crisis happens. I think we all remember a few years ago when the Aurora movie uh, shooting happened and some dress company was like, hey, everybody's talking about our new Aurora dress or whatever. And it was like, uh, that, that's not a good thing to do right now. Um, yeah. I know if a few of the trade publications of, you know, in the AV industry and not even in the AV industry, in the education world, over the past week or so have been like, hey, now's time when we, when we can see when all those meetings could have been done by VTC or, hey, what a great opportunity for us to sell some new VTC systems. It's like, yes, but, <laughs> you know, that but is a very, you know, big but. You need to not uh, profit, I guess, off of, you know, nobody wants to be the guy in a hurricane selling $50 bottle of water. Nobody wants to be the company in a, in a coronavirus scare, you know, pushing video conferencing, like, hey, it's our big yeah, chance. Sent, no. So what you're it saying is, is I need this crap. Oh. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> no. Go ahead. Oh, what, I, what you're saying is I need to scrap my good audiovisual is contagious line then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just scrap that. <laughs> That's funny. Keep <laughs> your communication contagious, not your viruses. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting though, like, when you talk about shifting and pivoting to kind of a new way of doing things, like I was speaking with a friend uh, over the weekend who was invited to the Zoom analyst day uh, last week and they had to cancel it two days. But they didn't cancel it, but they had planned on flying like 50 some analysts out to California for a whole day of 
you know, updates, product information and whatnot. And two days before the event, they made it virtual. Um, and it was actually, I didn't participate in it, but based on what I heard, it was like amazing and still got a ton of participation and positive feedback. But I mean, I can't even like, I'm sure you guys have set up events before. I can't imagine setting up an event and then changing it to a virtual event two days before and actually pulling it off. But that's just kind of one example of maybe taking a, a crisis or, you know, just, you know, environmental factors out of our control and kind of spinning it into something positive. Uh, and I think we're going to probably, you know, as you guys said, see more of that over the next couple of months. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, honestly, we I talking, think oh, go ahead. Uh, no, we, I was just going to say, we were talking about, you know, all these events cancel or postpone. What if people are like, oh, wow, it, we, we can get all this work done without going to trade shows. What <laughs> happens to trade shows? Right. I mean, I don't, I don't see that actually happening, but it, 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 could. it is interesting because it's making, it's forcing us to all um, be productive in other ways. Right. And um, video calling is, is probably one of the ways we're doing that now. So I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. We're counseling our, our clients um, about their events coming up. Like, Hey, do you have another plan? If so, we offer streaming, you know, we have a live events division in our company. So it, it, has made the conversation a little easier of having a backup plan for events. Uh, but definitely, you know, a lot of people haven't even thought about it. They're just like, I, I just assumed that we would cancel it if that's the case. But a lot of people don't realize that there's another option for them. So. And honestly, Kelly, I think Zoom is about the only company, one of the few companies on the planet that could just in two days drop a big conference and turn it virtual because they're Zoom. They've already got all the product and all the services. Right. That, is required for that. I don't think any of our four companies could necessarily do that. Right. But it's just days, like you know. an example of some, yeah, I know. I don't, there's probably no way I could do it either, but it was just cool to hear about it. Cause they like, they sent like boxes of snacks to everyone so that they could have some snacks during the event. And then they sent everybody like a $50 DoorDash gift card so that they could order in lunch and didn't have to leave the house, like all this cool stuff. And I was like, that is so clever. <laughs> but you're right, they're Zoom, so it's. <laughs> right. but, but not to say that such a thing as Abby and Alex said can't be planned or can't be thought of as business continuity. What's, what's our backup? What's our redundancy? Right. What's our redundancy to the redundancy? What's, you know, plan X, plan Y, plan Z, you know? <laughs> we don't have to stop with A or some some. Companies don't even have an A, they just wing it. <laughs> we Seriously. don't recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so um, let you know, let's kind of say wrap up with a little bit of what are some of the more challenging situations that you have handled in your careers or that you've managed and, and how did you handle them um, on a crisis front? I, you know, feel free to not use names or just give us the basics, but uh, you know, give us a flavor of this. You know, is it necessarily something like a global pandemic or you know what what's your experience been abby or alex um yeah so, so okay go ahead abby you <laughs> sorry um, no it's okay we I've, I've dealt with crisis communication in two different ways both in the nonprofit sector and in the and now in as an audiovisual integrator um and 
really at my previous job where it was a very large international charity um, with constant leadership issues, um, lots of lawsuits, um, uh, we had suicides, we had uh, anthrax scares, we had all kinds, it covered the gamut. And um, really we had, we had it locked down to do like, you know, just, just the attorneys and just the PR department handle these things. Um, you, you, to be proactive in those spaces, you would get to know the investigative reporters that are in your town you would know them well, you would take them out to lunch, you would do as much as you could to help lighten the blow when things were coming down that were out of your control. Um, as, as just the PR person that's having to deal with that. Um, but in, in now in audiovisual, we had a case where um, one of our employees, not work-related, um, used technology for bad instead of good. And that's not the way we do things. And um, we were first contacted by police so it gave us a heads up. It was actually the day before Thanksgiving, I believe. And we had the heads up from the police that this was coming um, and it was going to make the news, right? So we were, we were trying really hard to get that small group, like I talked about before, together to create that message, to get all the facts, because that's really important to have the actual facts and not just assumptions based on what you think you're hearing or what you think is going to happen. Um, and then we armed our employees first with the information, locked it down from there, and said, we're going to funnel all communications about this through three contacts in the company who were armed with better talking points um, and were on the key strategy team that rolled this thing out. And this all happened within a week. Um, so... You know, it's never a convenient time. It's never whenever you want it to be. It was over Thanksgiving. We're all calling each other like, hey, sorry, I know you're with your family right now, but uh, we got to talk about this. So, so stressful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. But also your adrenaline kicks in, you know, and, and if you have a process and, and you've worked it through one time, you have that process now and that understanding within your walls to keep moving forward when something happens. So the first one's always the worst one. Um, in our 66 year history, it was our first crisis and, and I'm really proud of the way we handled it. And I, I don't wanna say I can't wait for the next one, but I know we're ready for the next one. <laughs> Definitely don't want it to Fair be enough. <laughs> Crises are always stressful, Gal, so. <laughs> I know. Uh, Alice, how about you? Uh, some situations you might've come across or handled and how did you handle yeah. it? Yeah, so, um, I mean, we've had the gamut, too, um, and you're right, they never come at a, a convenient time. I mean, we, we had a hack that happened over Memorial Day weekend, and we had to put, you know, the whole team on it for, like, 24-hour monitoring of the, of the situation, well, whatever, 72-hour monitoring of the situation, um, but, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the things that have happened are with current clients of mine or, um, so, or, or very sensitive matters I, I wouldn't want to talk about, but, you know, we've had everything from managing like a negative product review and, and how do we, um, you know, turn that around? Is there, you know, was the product not working? Can we get them a new one? Can, who do we get them on the phone? Who do we get the press person on the phone with to, um, you know, help them? Because 
uh, you know, that's a mini crisis, but then we've had everything from that to a, um, you know, a major FTC fine and having to gain back the trust of consumers, um, things like that. So I think one of the things we do, I kind of build into my planning process with clients. So when new clients start or when, as we're doing quarterly plans, we just, what are some of the things that could happen that are coming up? Like Abby said, we plan for things that are, that could happen. So um, there are definitely things that come up that, that you can't plan for. And those are the things you have to act quickly on, but um, we try to prep for all the potential things that could. So we'll kind of run down a list of anything that, any sort of crises that could happen. Um, and then we prep statements and FAQs for those things so that we're as best prepared as possible um, for whenever it does happen. And it always, it does always happen on like a, a weekend or holiday or something. Um, but, and then there's things like we have a, a, the things that are completely out of your control. We had a, um, a client that was a private island resort and they had a boating accident. So they, they're an island, so they have boats to transport the um, people staying there, but they also had um, boats transport employees back and forth. And this was an employee boat and somebody fell overboard and we had, there were multiple days of search. And so we had to create, um, you know, statements for the media, for employees, for the family while the search was going on. And then ultimately they, the worst happened and they called off the search um, and we had to create condolence statements and we had to pull social, you know, we didn't want, we handled their social media and the worst thing that could happen is you're, you're like um, promoting a fishing trip or something when this has just mm -hmm. happened. So we had to, you know, take down posts and be sensitive about, about the situation and no one did anything wrong, but there was, um, you know, just lots of different people that we needed to communicate it to in a very sensitive way. So, um, the, the things that happen, you plan for, and then you kind of work off of those plans for things that don't happen. And I think that's, um, the best thing you can do. And yeah, I mean, there's, you, you have to put the right people on it as quickly as possible is what, in my experience. And, um, and then a postmortem is, is essential. So like making sure you talked about what happened, what could you have done differently to respond to it? Um, what are the assurances that you can put in place so it doesn't happen again? And um, and then what have you learned from, from it so that you can add that to your plan for next time? Yes. I think one thing I've learned too is have somebody that you absolutely trust that knows what they're doing in crisis communication so you can have a sounding board. I know a lot of integrators only have one person on their marketing team um, like myself. Um, and I think the first person that popped into my head whenever we had our crisis was this one person I had worked with years ago. She owned her own agency at that point, And I was like, she's the only one I want to hear from right now. I want her to read over my statements, you know, have, have those contacts in your mind of who you would rely on if that team isn't internal, because not always are we all savvy in this world. Not always are we all ready to, to be a part of the crisis team. Um, and if you're not, then have that, have that trusted advisor like Alex to help you through that process. And if any of our viewers or listeners want to hear more about um, some of Alex's company's handling of events, the uh, aforementioned hack or social media issue that 
she talked about, um, we did an entire show on right after it happened because it was pretty timely on how to handle a crisis as it's occurring. So uh, check back, what month was that, around Labor Day? It was a couple years ago on Memorial Day. Memorial Day. I knew it was one of the yeah. holidays. So yeah, check the Aviation Archives and look for that show if you uh, want a little more specific details on how one group handled one type of crisis. Um, well, I'm quite happy that uh, we had this podcast because I didn't know a lot of this stuff. And when it happens to me, I'm calling uh, the three of you. <laughs> <laughs> going to be like, it's a holiday. Why are you calling us? <laughs> Help. <laughs> Sound stressed. <laughs> so just, I guess, kind of wrapping up what, what I'm hearing from all of our panelists is crisis. It's going to happen, whether you want it to or not. It could be local, company specific. It could be global. Um, but the best things to do, have a session beforehand, call it a gloom and doom day if you must, but brainstorm as many bad things that might happen and how you might respond to them. Have some sort of at least bare bones action plan should that happen. Um, have a team of trusted advisors, whether it's your attorneys and your PR team, whether it's your agency like Alex's company, you know, whether it's an outsider that's just really knowledgeable on the topic that you can have on hand to be a voice, to be ears and eyes, to see if something you think is innocuous might be really offensive, <laughs> you know, prevent those sorts of missteps. And then when the crisis is over, as much as crises can end sometimes, have a postmortem, discuss what you did, what you could do better, how to improve it for the next time, and make it all just a regular part of your business continuity and your business practice so that your company is prepared. Did I miss anything? No, never deny. Right. No, one. Never deny. deny. Always be honest. Always apologize. <laughs> own, own it. For sure. Well, I want to thank everyone for taking some time to be with us and discuss this topic today. I know it's not the cheeriest of topics, but it's one that is very important for your marketing and your, for your company. So uh, as is AV Nation tradition, we're going to go around and thank all of our guests for being here as well as giving them an opportunity to tell you about their companies and where you can find them. Uh, we'll let Alex start this time. Alex, where can folks find information about you and or Caster Communications? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's uh, castercom.com. C-A-S-T-E-R-C-O-M-M.com is the uh, website and it's, or it's castercom on Twitter uh, or myself, Alex Crab on Twitter with two Bs. And um, yeah, I hope to hear from you. Hopefully not during a crisis, but <laughs> reach out to me if you do have one, but hopefully before that or not during one, but Absolutely. Well, we're so glad you took time to be with us today amidst the global pandemic crisis that we're having. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. And Abby, where can folks find you and or Corey's AV? Yeah, so you can find Oklahoma's best integrator, uh, Corey AV, on all the social networks. You can find us at Corey'sAudiovisual.com. Um, you can find me at Abby R. Wolf with an E on the end of it on Twitter. Okay, fantastic. Thank you for coming. And my apologies for thinking you were in California. Not earthquakes, tornadoes, but... It's mostly tornadoes, yes. <laughs> insert your local crisis here. <laughs> and hopefully you won't have so many to worry about. No, no. And of course, my co-host, Kelly. Kelly, where can folks find you and or any of the organizations you're representing today? Uh, 
kellyppperkins at gmail.com. Otherwise, on Twitter at kellyppperkins. And same on LinkedIn, Facebook, and all the other social media channels. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, fantastic. And, of course, I'm Dawn Mead. I'm one of your usual co-hosts here on AV Social. I can't tell you where I work because I do work for a large end-user who shall remain nameless. However, you can always find me on the Twitters at AV Dawn, Insta, LinkedIn. If I'm not at AV Dawn, I am Dawn Mead with an E on the end. And, of course, you can always find me here on avnation.tv where you can find an entire archive of AV Nation shows covering topics like this and others through the past, as well as a host of other podcasts on fantastic topics from the news of the day to residential, house of worship, uh, computer uh, c control and concept kind of programming stuff. Insert topic here. We've probably got a podcast about it. And you can find it here at avnation.tv. While you're there, make sure you check out our sponsors and underwriters section to thank all the companies that make these podcasts possible. Thank you so much for your attention, and may you be safe in whatever crisis you're having.